My name is Pierce Homer, and I would like to call to order the first meeting of the Navy Hill Development Advisory Commission. This is our organizational meeting. Um, and uh, so this is the call to order. The second item on the agenda is a public comment period. Does anybody want to talk to our now two-member commission? Okay, uh, I would like to just quickly go around the room and just see who we have here. We start this way and go around the room, please. John Webb, City Director of Finance. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm Sam McGrone, I'm a journalist covering the Coliseum issue. I'm Margaret Rockwell, I'm with the Wireless. Chris Lloyd from Wireless Consulting. Sarah Harvin, she's a third district resident. Debbie Hill, City President. Sharon Ebert, Deputy CAO for uh, Planning and Economic Development. Justin Mattingly, Times is back. Roberta Roldan, VPM. Jenna Carrello from Brock Jackson. Our honored guest, Mr. Jones. Uh, we've got two more visitors. Uh, you guys want to identify yourselves real quick? Thank you. Um, so, uh, uh, since there are newcomers uh, here, does anybody else want to provide any public comment? And uh, so, before we go to the next item on the agenda, I did just want to talk a little bit about, um, about again, uh, this is John Gurner. John is uh, the vice chair, and we've been tasked, the two of us, in kind of an unusual arrangement where we've got to find seven additional members to staff out the commission. And so uh, the ordinance provided for certain skill sets uh, that needed to be addressed. Obviously, in Richmond, there are geographic and community makeup issues we've taken into account in this. And so uh, what we have is a package of seven nominees uh, that will be considered by city council. So it will be up to council to accept or reject each of those uh, nominees. And uh, at some point, Candace, we may ask uh, where that would be on the agenda. Is that uh, currently scheduled for next Tuesday? Do you know? There's um, currently scheduled a discussion regarding the remaining membership for the commission for the next organizational development standing committee meeting at 5 o'clock next Tuesday. Um, but I'm not sure how the council plans to proceed with making those decisions. Okay. So further discussion. Uh, on, on Tuesday. Uh, we've got a couple more newcomers. If y'all could just identify yourselves, uh, please. Hi, I'm Whitney White with JMI. Okay. I think we're going to kind of dispense with the identifications. We're growing a little bit here beyond that. So, um, uh, with respect to the nomination of the additional members, we have seven names that John and I have worked to develop uh, over the last several weeks. Um, August and late July is not a great time for finding people and having communications, uh, in particular with respect to the amount of time that we believe that this commission is, is going to take. But basically, we asked three questions. Are you a resident of the city or is your business here in the city, number one? Number two, do you have any bias with respect to this project, uh, its sponsors, and can you fairly and analytically evaluate it? And number three, 
do you have the time? We are looking at uh, work sessions probably every other week uh, of a couple hours in duration. And again, I would emphasize we are um, nine volunteers, or we will be nine volunteers, um, uh, with a $5,000 budget to look at a $1.4 billion project and a couple thousand pages. So that's a daunting task, and it's a lot to ask of citizen volunteers. And so I hope folks will give those volunteers the benefit of the doubt uh, and the focus um, that they deserve. So, John, did you want to talk at all about the process at all before we get into the actual names? No, I think you, you've, uh, you've recapped it well. I mean, our goal is to uh, objectively and independently look at this project and to make sure that the public has every opportunity to provide uh, a contribution to the discussion. Okay. So the uh, seven nominees uh, that we will be recommending to City Council, um, and these, I will say, we're going to talk in a little bit afterwards when we talk about our FOIA officer, which will be John Garner. Uh, we will have we, uh, a website that is up and running today, along with email addresses uh, for the commission. All of this will be made public uh, there, so there will be a high degree of transparency around the commission's um, individuals, documents, uh, and, and uh, statements in those meetings. And let me just add, if you email either one of us, then uh, and ask to be put on a mailing list, once we set that up, we will uh, put you on that list, and you'll get notified, of course, before any of our meetings and, uh, and other relevant information. So what that means for today is um, council and the community are looking at nominees uh, about an hour or two after we're done here, uh, there will be a posting with the application and the resume of all seven nominees. So the nominees uh, start in, in alphabetical in order. Alphabetical order yeah, in alphabetical order. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Crom. Uh, Richard is an IRS uh, financial analyst. Excuse me, do you have a copy of that? Yes. I don't know how many copies we do have. Again, this will be up on the website. Uh, Richard is a, an IRS analyst, and he focuses on nonprofit organizations. Uh, that is his analytical and professional um, experience. The second nominee is Mark Gordon. Uh, Mark Gordon had worked with Bon Secours for a number of years. Uh, he was specifically involved in the East End uh, development of both healthcare, uh, grocery stores, and a community center. Yeah, my backyard. Uh, Mark Gordon, importantly, is private sector, and you'll see there's a heavy orientation among these nominees for private sector representation. Uh, the third nominee is Grindley Johnson. Grindley is the Deputy Secretary of Administration for the Commonwealth. Um, in that capacity, she has oversight of uh, procurement. Uh, in the state, and also uh, for minority and disadvantaged, <coughs> excuse me, procurement programs. Uh, she is an expert in that. The fourth nominee is Suzanne Long. Uh, Ms. Long is uh, currently a real estate attorney, but she has served as a uh, bond attorney uh, in at least two law firms. Importantly, she uh, had led the uh, Virginia Resources Authority, which uh, oversees a lot of this conduit type of financing. 
Uh, the fourth nominee is uh, Mimi Sadler. Uh, Mimi is an area architect. Uh, she had served as the chair of the Commission on Architectural Review Board. Uh, she's the only architect uh, that we have on, on the commission, and this is really valuable service. The um, fifth nominee is Mike Schul. Uh, Mike is a uh, practicing attorney, uh, currently with Tredegar, before that with McGuire Woods, and I served with Mike uh, in the Mark Warner cabinet, who's the Secretary of Commerce and Trade, actively involved in affordable housing issues locally. The last name that we're bringing forward is uh, Mr. Corey Walker. Uh, Mr. Walker is a professor at the University of Richmond. Uh, before that, he was the academic dean at Virginia Union, and he has very specific experience with downtown redevelopment uh, when he was in uh, Winston-Salem. And uh, just on a lighter note with Mr. Walker, when I spoke with him, since he is uh, uh, a, a dean and professor of theology, that perhaps he could educate us a little bit about what is a moral obligation bond. We'll be seeking his advice uh, on that matter. Yeah. And I'm reading his book, which is available on Amazon. Right. Um, so the detailed applications and resumes will be available online in a couple hours. And uh, uh, when we get to the next item on the agenda, uh, we will um, uh, be talking about that address so that people can get to, to the website um, for that. Okay. Well, before you go on, let me just say that if you want the information right away, you can email me at John Gurner, all one word, at NavyHillCommission.org. And I will send you a link to download uh, not only the list of names that Pierce has just said, but uh, the application form and the resumes for each of those seven nominees. Uh, and also, it should be available very soon uh, from the city website as well. Uh, I do have one favor uh, to ask, is uh, these are all volunteers, and I indicated predominantly private sector. They have day jobs. Uh, there may be a, a whole lot of people wanting to talk to them individually. Please respect, you know, these are just nominations uh, right now. And um, again, if you're news media or advocacy, whatever, it is important to respect the, the volunteer. As I said, um, hopefully we will be nine volunteers with a $5,000 budget. We've got to husband our time on the most important issues uh, of the day. So um, that we're going to forward, uh, formally, I'm sorry, we're, we're done with, with uh, commentary period. Uh, those are the recommendations we're making the city council. Uh, as John and I have worked through, we believe they are a package that touch uh, the technical skills that are laid out in the ordinance by the city, uh, that there are people who have a passion for uh, good government and high quality uh, development, and most importantly, they are willing to devote the significant time uh, to get this um, really due diligence committee underway on behalf of the city council. So with that, we're going to turn to um, the next to last item on the agenda, mm -hmm which is the designation of John Gurner as our FOIA officer. We believe that transparency and accountability is paramount for a commission like this. Um, this is a, a daunting project and complex. So the opportunities for fake news, um, for controversy are, are extremely high. And uh, one of the things that we have done uh, with John, uh, and, and I want to brag a little bit on John so you all know who he is. <laughs> 
John uh, is a professional leisure consultant. So what John does around the country is look at leisure and entertainment venues and their financial and market uh, feasibility. Can a music hall work? Can a stadium work? Is there the demand for it? What's the revenue profile? What kind of uh, public and private sector support is there? In addition, John is very skilled uh, in the ways of technology, which I am not. So John has uh, set up an email system where all the official emails of the commission will be listed and archived and available to the public. Uh, and that will include recordings of meetings and public commentary, as well as any documents that are made available to the commission. Um, he, uh, as I indicated, also has a website uh, on this. And in terms of the Freedom of Information Act, um, again, hopefully, any request that comes into us under as a freedom of informa information or as a citizen inquiry, we should be able to uh, answer instantaneously. Uh, there won't be any hidden emails. They will be among the commissioners. Our documents that the commission is using will be posted online, and we will have uh, recordings of the meetings. We'll work out with the city clerk as how detailed the actual meeting minutes will be, again, because we have limited budget and resources. So, John, why don't you talk a little bit about email, uh, website, and then availability of, of documents, how those can be accessed. Yes. Uh, as Pierce just said, we've set up an email system, and uh, we can be reached immediately, uh, the two of us, at Pierce Homer, one word, at NavyHillCommission.org, and myself at John Gurner, one word, at NavyHillCommission.org. If you go to NavyHillCommission.org right now, you'll just see a coming soon page, because as we are in the forming uh, stage uh, until we get a full uh, commission. But at that point, uh, even with just that starter page, you have a link to our individual email addresses. And also, as soon as I get back home, I will add a link to download the list of the seven nominees along with their application forms and resumes. So you will have that as well on our current website. And the goal is to have that website uh, provide information on not only the individuals involved in the commission, but also our upcoming meetings as the city council ordinance has instructed us. Uh, we are to have at least four uh, major public hearings. The goal is to have those meetings in each of the four quadrants of the city and to have them at an accessible time. And right now that's that's what we're planning to do. And so you, the website will have information on those meetings, and we will uh, do everything we can to make them a comfortable space. That means large enough to accommodate what we expect to be a large number of people, and to uh, provide uh, as much as we can an accessible, open uh, place that everyone can contribute to this discussion. Uh, the website will also have uh, information uh, about other aspects of the commission as we do our work. So I point you to that website to get a sense of where we are. But as Pierce just said, at this point, we are in the stage of forming the commission and, uh, and beginning to start the planning of all of that work that we're going to be doing 
during the 90 days once we get officially started. As far as FOIA, I uh, not only uh, become very familiar with the FOIA statutes uh, in the state code, but have also begun a, a FOIA training with the, and that's why I was looking at my phone a moment ago because I didn't want to mispronounce the name of the group, the Virginia Freedom of Information Advisory Council, uh, which is a state uh, advisory council uh, that provides training to both state level and local level and other uh, FOIA officers. I started training this week uh, just uh, on uh, meetings and learned all about the FOIA requirements for our meetings and of course we'll, we'll follow those requirements as well as uh, the next training session I'm taking is early next month in records. So uh, we will, uh, from the very beginning, even though we're a new commission, we're starting off with at least an understanding and we're doing everything we can to get the, the, the skills involved in doing this uh, the right way from the start. Okay, let me ask Candace, is there anything we need to do formally to transmit the nominations to council? We need a, mo a two-person motion. <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. Well, then, um, our business for the day uh, is uh, conducted, well, Mr. Jones. And, and, and I think we got to, and Madam Clerk, we got to hold this for when, um, when the names come officially before us. But one of the things I want that I'd have a question on is in the selection process, how have y'all worked with the individuals who are on, who, who you've recommended? I, I heard one name, and you said that you guys were in a particular cabinet together. And I'd be interested to know, you know, what connections, ties, affiliations you have, each of you have with the individuals that uh, are listed here. So we could either deal with that yes. now. Or we no, we can deal with that now. I mean, I can tell you, per, no, the very good question. Um, I can just tell you from myself, because I typically do work outside the city. I mean, almost all, essentially all of my work is outside the city. So. All of the individuals I have not personally uh, been involved with as far as my own personal or professional projects. Okay. So I know Mr. Shule from time in the Warner Cabinet, and I know Ms. Johnson from time in the Kane administration. And so, and, and again, I, for me, and again, will, will I have to deal with it here or in James? Well, probably I, 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 I'd like to have an understanding of, of what that looks like and the time frame. Well, it, it, as we said, oh, finish, no, finish, sure. finish. Mm -hmm. because again, there, there were several individuals that did right that did apply, and I just want to make sure that there is no hint of favoritism. That okay, here's someone that I knew from a previous life or something else, and they make it here. Especially when you deal with individual selected commissions, and that's mm -hmm. what. Council typically, when we approach individuals or nominate individuals, we, we, we look to see are there past relationships and how, what are some of those connections. Mm -hmm. And something like this, I think that's important, or at least for me, it's for me, it's important. So, okay. I have uh, to address those with council, sir. All right, yeah. appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, if we well, don't need to take any well, other action, our business. Well, I was just going to add, I mean, since we have, since we're running quickly here. Um, Let's have one more opportunity if anyone wanted to speak from those of you that are here. Uh, if any of you uh, want to come up and tell us anything before we end the meeting, please. 
feel free to do so. Anyone? Welcome, Mr. Helper. And we want to welcome. It's a, it's a judicious uh, close here. Yes. I'm sorry, I just missed the opening part. What did you describe in terms of the, the public input? I mean, we have an email capability. Uh, I assume you'll have these public comment sessions in each public meeting. Uh, there are other opportunities to submit more substantial analyses and testimony. Yeah. I mean, our goal is to maximize the opportunity for the public to be involved. I've looked at, personally, uh, the Monument Avenue uh, Commission, and thankfully their website is still up, and so I was just personally using them as one role model to make sure that we have uh, all the opportunities that we can for public uh, contribution, and the website is, is being designed with that in mind. I'm sorry, what was the process uh, for getting nominations? I'm sorry if I missed that at the beginning of the meeting. What was that process? Okay. What did it look like? I, mean, I can only speak, probably could start with, I mean, it began uh, soon after City Council approved the commission, and I believe that was back last December. And in that ordinance, there was a process, and the process was that Council would first select the chair and the vice chair, and then, as we're finding out today, the chair and the vice chair nominates the other seven members. Uh, okay. so you all, okay. in, in, in response to that initial beginning of the process in December, there was an initial application process for those who wanted to be considered for chair, vice chair. And out of, and in my recollection, is about 24 uh, applicants. Uh, sent a application form and resume to the city clerk's office for that initial consideration, and, uh, and we were one of the two. You know, one of those twenty-four. Right. Us uh, were the uh, we too were the were the chosen chair and vice chair out of that original pool of applicants. Afterwards, uh, because the city attorney had said to city council that we were. Uh, free to consider others. There was an open process for others to apply. Anyone that expressed an interest to the city clerk's office, and of course they can, can add to what I'm about to say, uh, anyone that had submitted a resume or an application form or both, or even just an email saying I would like to be on the commission, was forwarded to us. And so we were aware of every a person that had contacted the city clerk's office saying, I would like to be considered. And in addition, we also began doing our own personal research as far as others that we thought could be helpful. And, and that was essentially our process. Thank you. Mm -hmm. okay, last question. Um, you tell me if, if this is an appropriate time for me to indicate some subjects I'd like for you to investigate, or should that be held for the public here? No, if you want to give us some idea, as long well, as you take it now, but I, I will say yeah. um, this can be get quite voluminous, and I would encourage you to follow up in writing. As we indicated uh, earlier, there is a website with email addresses, and having something in black and white uh, can help us just to filter information, but we're happy to listen for yeah. just a minute. Yeah, I mean, if you have an outline. Well, I'll just hit three high points sure. that I'd like to find out more about. One is that you can really hear that the phrase build it in the I'm asking about the viability of the arena compared with uh, other 
regional markets. Richmond does not rank very high as a media market. Washington, D.C. is number six. Charlotte is way up there. Uh, Norfolk is ahead of us. Are we building an arena that's the right size? Do we need an arena? Uh, Does the market support it? Or will Beyonce, in in fact, go to another market? So that's one question. Um, the, The other thing we keep hearing from the developer is that there's no revenue from the TIF zone without this project other than a 2% annual growth rate apparently projected in the Davenport study. And I think there's a, sto- uh, a story here that's not being told about what might happen if the area were developed differently with a different project or a different series of projects. So we need to look at what the real number is for a revenue potential for the city in that third narrative where there's another project. And the other question that I'm not getting a satisfactory answer to is why does, doesn't the developer want to own the Coliseum itself? Why does the city need to retain ownership of that to make it work? And that's all I really have, and I can talk about that more later. Thank you. Thank you. And, and I just wanted to add that uh, those are the kinds of topics we want to hear from you about. And please feel free to contribute uh, whatever information, insights. Uh, As Pierce had already mentioned, I'll just speak for myself. I mean, this is what uh, I do for a living uh, in consulting is is gather information and try to put it into a coherent form to present to clients. And I have actually personally been involved in a similar situation, not here, but up in uh, New York State for Greene County, uh, I was, uh, my consulting firm, and it was me personally who did this work, was retained by the, the county uh, board there to consider uh, a project that was being proposed in that county that was asking for developer incentives. And so uh, that process uh, was similar to this one. There was a consultant report that had been prepared for the developer, and I reviewed it, and uh, there was additional analysis that that board specifically wanted to have done, such as doing some sensitivity analysis on the bond that they would be providing for infrastructure. That was the, the incentive that they were being asked to provide was infrastructure improvements for this new development. And so I tailored my work for the needs of that board. And at least personally, that's how I see our work here. Our client, you know, the way I look at it from my consulting lenses, is our client is city council. And so our job is to provide advice to city council and to put it in such a way that they will be able to, to, to use it and, and to be responsive to whatever their needs are concerning this issue. And I think that's, we start with that focus. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Hilbert, the floor is yours. You have the last word. Thank you. Uh, I'm not trying to, to be funny here, but I'm just thinking of the Mueller report, which clearly, in my mind, laid out 10 instances where the president had obstructed justice or attempted to obstruct justice. Is your report going to say at the end, don't do this, do it, or here is here are the risk factors in order of importance or in order of you know a high likelihood not to happen? Will there be a definitive conclusion or will they be each individual portion of it 
put into risk factors? Is that a, is that a I know it's a bad analogy, but In a perfect world, if we were consultants that controlled the report, we would probably follow a format very much like that. But we're going to have nine very independent people. And I've had conversations, and John has with these people. They have very strong intellect and ability, so I don't want to prejudge that. I do believe, though, that a, an identification of risk up front and any potential mitigating measures, that's a, that's a standard format. Will that be agreed to by the commission? Don't know. Uh, and there is no such thing as a risk-free project, so we just we want to make sure that we identify those clearly. I think one of the biggest challenges we have, and I've, I've read all 1,000 pages of this, um, this is dry reading. And there, you know, there's there's a lot packed in there. It's very difficult to communicate that to uh, a commission of nine, let alone to a larger a larger public. It's it's a very dense transaction. I will say I have the benefit of having been through a number like this, as has John, so I'm comfortable doing it. But it is a lot. There mm -hmm. there are many moving parts to this transaction. Mm -hmm. No, I. What we're just getting started. What we have to go with is what was in the ordinance originally. The ordinance said that our goal and, and task is to seek to validate the assumptions and information that has been presented on this project. So essentially, we've been given what I would consider a due diligence task from the start. Take, make, uh, take no assumption for granted, go through you know, methodically, and test the assumptions, confirm the information, and, and work within the initial framework of what's been presented, but initially do that due diligence effort. So that's a given from the start because it's in the ordinance. Beyond that, of course, we want to be responsive to what City Council wants. But of course, as, as Pierce just brought out, City Council uh, is composed of nine individuals. Uh, so ultimately, we will be responsive, in, in my opinion, uh, to the consensus of what city council wants. And however you want to determine a consensus through majority vote or some other more informal way, you know, that is up to you. But our goal is to be responsive to the wishes of the consensus of city council and to adapt our work because this is a relatively unique situation. So there really is not a template for us to work from. Uh, so as a result, you can, uh, I want uh, to just emphasize that we will respond to your needs. You are, you know, as I said earlier, you are the client uh, in this sense, you know, looking at it through the consultant eyes, and you tell us if there's some other aspect that you want. But beyond that, we do have flexibility from each member of the commission to bring our own unique perspective, experience, and expertise. And at least from the beginning, and again, I can only speak as an individual uh, of the commission, so I cannot speak for the commission since we don't have a quorum, and a quorum is five. Uh, but as an individual, one of the first, I can tell you that my goal is to make sure that all of the members have an opportunity to express their views and the underlying analysis to the extent that they want to. That the goal is not to restrict but to, to encourage and to uh, empower the commission members. Because as Pierce had brought up, you know, these are volunteers. 
they're not being compensated. They're going to give up a lot of time and effort. And, but they're doing uh, this effort because they feel they can be helpful to city council. And so, at least personally, I'm going to do what I can to help them in, in providing the advice that they want to give. Well, thank you. I'm just, I, and like I said, that wasn't a perfect analogy, but I think there was an expectation from the public with the aforementioned report that it would be, you know, these, these things were, were committed and were throwing out indictments and et cetera, et cetera. And I think the general public has the feeling that this commission is going to give this a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And from what I heard you just say, it's going to be more of here are the risk factors, here's some things that can mitigate these risks. And pretty much go with that versus an overall conclusion of run for your life, and this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh, well, it, it may very well be at either end of the spectrum. Uh, we'll just we'll just have have to wait right. and see. Right. I mean, and, and, and if I could, I know we're I don't want to belabor uh, the hour. Uh, First of all, let me say this: thank you for the time that you have committed already, um, and the time that is just going to suck. <laughs> Any discretionary time that you might tell have. my boss. Okay? Yes, indeed. Right. So 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 you know, I I I, I commend I commend the two of you for that. Um, and my, my concern will just be the process of transparency. Um, and a lot of that is going to be on my colleagues, Mr. Vice President, and understanding the process. I didn't know that we were getting necessarily handed names today versus this being a working session. Um, I'm put at a disadvantage because I have names in front of me that we haven't begun to vet on our end, but it's already made completely public as if it's done versus then the piece of the rest of my colleagues being, you know, uh, 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 present. That, and, and this is just my opinion now. I'll just give my opinion. I think this is something that should have been done in a meeting in front of all the council to say, here's what we have. Or if this is a working session, we're going to work to get on these things and, you know, allow us to be a part of that process because th th this is a commission, you know, that, that's appointed by council. So I thought this was going to be more of a working session versus you know, with especially with the press here, they're running out with names, saying, here are the names. And so anything that I do on my end, um, why, and, and again, I've just done it. I need, a, I need an account for individuals that, that that you come in with prior prior knowledge because I know out of the other individuals whose names are on there, there are other qualified people out there. Mm -hmm. And so how did that selection process go down? Right? How, how did that happen? Um, I appreciate the diversity. I know I said that in our last meeting. I appreciate that. Um, man, hey, I'm a Panther. Went through the School of Theology at Virginia Union. Um, sad to see Dr. Walker go, but you know, hey, it is what it is. He's at uh, he's a spider now. But um, but but again, so I appreciate the diversity uh, and the attempt at that. Um, but but again, council and this this a lot of it's not cheap. Council needs to be up to date on on how this process is going because again I'm thinking that this is going to be a working session that we're going to have some type of discussion to hear how y'all are going about this versus hey here are the names right here then I'm talking to ask you know a couple questions of our clerk are these the same names or are these names were these names the same names that were submitted to all the council before that had already said we want to be a part of the commission but it looks like we went outside of that and I guess again you can do whatever it is you were commissioned to do 
or whatever happened in the last meeting. So I, I just want to caution us to make sure, and to caution the two of you, make sure that we are very, very, if we're going to err, err on the side of transparency. Mm -hmm. um, so there is no, because again, you know, the, the nine of us, you know, we're going to have to make a decision based on the information that we get, that we go through as we go through the process, as we look at a consultant that we're going to bring in, along with the work that the commission is going to do, and then public input. So we've got a lot of things weighing on us, but I want to make sure, again, that this process airs on the side of transparency. Um, and I don't want, I don't want, you know, for us to trip getting out the gate. Okay, and so you know, I've already shared with uh, our clerk a couple concerns I have, and I'll talk with the president, and vice president, of council as we continue to move through um, this arduous process. But again, let me say this. Um, man, it is so easy to Monday morning quarterback uh, what it is y'all want to do. It, it, it is, and I will say that uh, and lay that presupposition down, that it is so much easier to sit back after you've done everything, to sit back and nitpick and say, hey, this, this, this. But, you know, that's kind of what you signed up for. Mm -hmm. um, so my apologies in advance. Um, so what? With that, I'm good. With that, I'm good. Thank you. I, I, I just wanted to, to, to say that, I mean, we, we're working within the process that was given to us. And uh, the ordinance that we are working from, uh, passed by city council, just to re for those that are not familiar with the ordinance, uh, the ordinance uh, stated that within 10 working days after we were sworn in, which is today is 10 working days, we were to uh, meet and uh, choose nominees. And that those nominees, and I want to emphasize, they're just nominees. You know, we cannot choose the, the members. Only city council can choose the members of the commission. But we were tasked with providing a list of seven nominees that the two of us, the chair and vice chair, felt were qualified uh, to be on the commission. Uh, you're meeting next uh, Tuesday, I believe, for the organizational meeting. There is an expectation that those nominees will be discussed during that meeting. From our perspective, of course, you have total flexibility as far as what you do with the names that we provide you. you know, we are simply following what we were told to do and, and provide those names and explain and with those names uh, each member you know, just like everyone else you know, each member of council will have not only the names but also the application form that is the same application form that the two of us filled out initially for vice uh, chair vice chair as well as the resume for all of those seven, and they're already in a, and I know because I put together the group PDF file. Uh, and if, and for those of you, there was, in order, to, I, I'll just give a technical aside, the uh, group PDF file that is uh, immediately available, unfortunately for the application, there's a fill in the blank uh, aspect to it, and there's only so many letters that can be put in some of those blanks some of the applicants that we have nominated put in more 
than what would fit in the application. In order to create the, the group PDF, I essentially had to what's called flatten the, the form into, a, into images, as, as, and it cropped off. If you want that additional information, just let me know, and I will send you the application form from that nominee, and it will have all of the information that that nominee put for each one of those uh, blanks in the form. But you will have uh, the application form and the resume for each of those seven nominees uh, for your meeting next week, and then uh, based on whatever you decide, we will respond accordingly. So uh, I think we can declare the, the, this meeting adjourned. This is a two-member commission right now. We hope to get up to a full complement of seven. Uh, I would remind folks that the ordinance does call for specific skill sets to be represented. And uh, from my perspective as chair, it's important that we try and fulfill as many of those as we can so that we can ask uh, and analyze this project from a multifaceted perspective. Thank you.